0: are listening to beyond six santa Ana, california
1: 92705 we are open on monday through thursday from three to nine friday and saturday from 12 to nine and sunday from 12 to six we have 15 beers on tap with rotating seasonal options we also have a cask night and taco tuesday every tuesday from three to nine and we also feature vinyl sundays where you can come and choose your own record and we play your music for you we'll see you soon santa Ana. cheers Listening to the bike centric hour with Jay Stay on Beyond the Bike Radio. Feels pretentious calling myself Jay Stay <laughs> since that's my Instagram name. <laughs> We're here today with Mark Helms, the uh, giant rep of SoCal. Would that be accurate? Or
0: Orange what? County and San Diego. Cool. Cool. Temecula, so. Welcome.
1: We're going to talk, talk bikes and talk about what uh, Mark does and everything about Giant. Hey, Sweet. did you forget
2: your co-host over here?
1: Yeah, I didn't want to address him <laughs> since uh, he wow. missed on mic earlier. Uh, so hey. I'm, I'm with my co-host um, and audio uh, engineer over there, uh, Lou.
2: E, I should put that on my resume. Expertise.
1: <laughs> and uh, we're, we're going to talk bikes today, and Lou's not going to give me any crap, so... <laughs>
2: Mark, thanks for coming in. Oh, thanks for having me. I appreciate it.
1: So it's going to be like a bit of an introduction for both of us. I mean, obviously, we don't know each other. Uh, Mark and I don't know each other. So um, so let's start off with the basics. Like, where uh, like, where did you start with bikes? Like, where did you... Oh, well... Wh- when did you start riding, and what did you start riding?
0: Started racing BMX as a kid. Okay. Uh, started mountain biking, mountain bike racing in the early 90s in Florida, of all places, Uh Great place to to actually ride a mountain bike. You wouldn't believe it, but it's very technical riding there. Uh, Not a lot of hill climbing, but very technical. Mm -hmm. Uh, I raced in a series down there, the state championship. So I actually won the cross-country sport and expert in 92 and 93. Nice. So I don't know if you were born yet, but ninety three. <laughs> was, was that? Uh, was that? <laughs> was
2: that? Was that when Norba was? was uh... It was
0: Norba. Okay, yeah, it was back in Norba days. Nice. Um, so then I uh, was there for quite some time. Moved out to California and then started downhill racing, and won the state downhill championship in ninety seven nice. and ninety eight in the expert and semi pro, and made the national team in 99 nice yeah downhill national that is, team
1: that is a track record that's in cool.
0: semi-pro so nice yeah it was, it was pretty cool
1: where did you race in california at that time for downhill
0: all over anywhere yeah. the state races up to northern cal um of course no summit just everywhere they had a downhill sanctioned state championship race that's where it was
1: it's, it's such a weird time now you think that with all the innovation in bikes you think we would still have that kind of stuff or better of oh. that. But, I mean, as far as politics goes, it's, it's a whole different topic now.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that and, the, and the bikes were, you know, incredibly simple back then, yeah. too. <laughs> so. Did
2: you mention what, what bike you were, were racing downhill?
0: Uh, I had a uh, number of bikes that I raced downhill. Started with a ProFlex, believe it or not. I nice. think I broke seven of those. <laughs> uh, Seems to be common. <laughs> I've heard stories. <laughs> Went to uh, GTLTS, which I loved. I raced for Ventana ATI team. Um, so that was awesome. Those nice. bikes were really nice. Um but a- again we're talking four inch travel. Yeah. Uh downhill. Yeah. <laughs> four inch <laughs> travel, <laughs> not even disc brakes. You're talking Margura H S thirty threes, rim brake, hydraulic, you know. Yeah. So uh yeah, it was it was really fun though. Nice. Had nice. a good time.
2: Any uh go ahead, Jerry.
1: No,
0: go ahead.
2: I was gonna say any major major injuries, uh While racing? Uh, Yeah,
0: I've got uh, two screws in my right shoulder from Squaw Valley. I was actually at a state championship race. I saw the finish going down the fire road, clipped my pedal on a downstroke, flipped over the bars, broke my shoulder, get back up on the bike, got my left hand on the bike, (laughs) get my right hand. It didn't move. I had to use my left hand, put it on the bar, finished the race, went straight to the medic, and she said... I've never smelled blood before, and then I passed out. <laughs> <laughs> I ended up getting third in that race, though. Congratulations. With that crash. <laughs> So awesome. you probably
2: would have won if you wouldn't have crashed
1: in the uh, fire We road. don't
0: know, but, you know, I was happy with the third and the crash. Coulda, woulda, shoulda. <laughs> right. Glory days. <laughs> Glory days. Glory days. <laughs> long, long time ago. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, it's cool, though. It's just, I mean, that's I, I'd say you're... you're pretty darn good racer at one point then yeah oh, one cool. point <laughs> that's awesome
0: i still still race i'm gonna to do the Vail six hour race on the 26th i'm and...
1: doing that too oh so 1st so time doing there. uh 1st time doing anything like six hours i've only done like the XEO type style like the shorter kind of cross country stuff so like fontana you know hour and a half oh kind of but stuff.
0: fontana's awesome
1: yeah. yeah but um i want to start doing that longer stuff yeah i,
0: I don't do it solo i do it with a team member okay so um but he's I love the guy. He's great to race with. Nice. Uh, we did it last January. We raced in the open class. I'm 52 at the time. I'm 53 now. He's 50. And we got fifth place overall nice. in the wow. open class. Nice. And I think everybody above us, both team members, didn't equal my age. Jeez. So it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's don't cool. don't they
2: say that like, uh, the older you get, the better you are at endurance racing?
1: uh you, I mean, look look some, at look at tinker juarez it's something to do with true the uh the development of your lungs i guess like you you have a a higher maximum as far as your vo2 i want to say um but you don't have the same explosive power but right. i think i think especially with women the more they age the, the better their lungs um like that not the capacity but the more efficient they are i guess what about old That's man's strength <laughs> there's that too yeah <laughs> So Your second wind, and you're yeah, I agree life.
0: with the explosive power because it takes me a, a lap to even get warmed up. So, <laughs> yeah, it's like a diesel, right? Gotta, <laughs> I gotta idle definitely, a,
1: little bit. <laughs> I'm definitely a tractor. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, nice. as far
1: as uh, the bike industry, so how did you, you uh, obviously work at Giant now? And then, and when did you start to like get into the bike industry? Or like, when did you start working in a bike related
0: uh, position? Bike related capacity was probably around 1998 ninety okay. seven as a manager of a retail store. Um and that was before that it was strictly racing.
1: Yeah. yeah. That was your that was your that, job.
0: Yeah. That was it wasn't my job. It was my love. Yeah. You know, I always had a sec my my job. Yeah, uh, that was just the love of racing. Nice. But then got into retail management in ninety seven.
1: Okay. Yeah and then with giant you got in with them around uh, 2004 2004 yeah so it's mm-hmm. been a while
0: yeah it's going on 14 15 years now
2: so was giant like your first like big manufacturer job yep big? okay yeah. so they're the first huh
0: yep yeah it's wow. been it's been a great experience it's a great company to work for they've always treated me like a family member not a number not an employee it's always been a family member wow you know i know tony Lowe personally
1: nice
0: um, yeah, it's been an incredible experience.
1: Cool. Yeah, PK was saying the same thing when I was working at the shop, talking to him. It seemed like he was like really well treated by those guys. So Absolutely. It cool. yeah. mm-hmm. But uh And you're the rep. So you, you started out as a rep, though. To, uh...
0: I started out inside. I was an inside sales rep for uh, four and a half years, and then I moved to the outside.
1: So how does that work as an inside sales rep? What, what, you, what did you do? Uh,
0: sit in front of the computer for uh, eight to nine hours, making phone calls, picking up the phone, yeah. placing orders, you know stuff like that. Fun Take, stuff. Taking, that that's taking exciting. care of the customer. Yeah. Super excited. It's yeah. riveting.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming you like being a rep now like actually traveling around. Yeah, it's yeah. it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. You, get, you get used to the driving, I'm assuming.
0: Uh, you know, you have to love the time behind the windshield. Yeah, period. Mm-hmm. If you don't like driving, don't be an outside rep. That's right.
1: I was surprised to see they didn't have like a, a car with a red sticker on there, so you can use a carpool lane. <laughs> 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 that I would have to, I have to have to do something with like that if I'm going to drive for like a living. Basically. You know, I did I have, have to like... get a fast track. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. <But> yeah,
2: <laughs> it's tough nowadays, especially with traffic. I mean, have you have you seen it as a sales rep? You know, going from inside to outside sales rep and driving around. I mean, how, how is that affecting you, like driving wise, traffic
0: wise? Well, early in the in driving, you didn't have the apps. Mm. And so mm-hmm. now you have the apps to get around the traffic, which, you know, back in the day. Thomas you, Guide on your yeah. lap, right? Thomas, Thomas <laughs> Guide, and you had no idea what was coming ahead of pages you. pages while you're yeah. driving you got, <laughs> with their knee, right? You got your, your exactly. Map Quest printed out, <laughs> <laughs> stapled yep. together. Yep, exactly. But nowadays, you know, you could look at the map and see the traffic flow and, and choose a different way. You know, back in the day, you were just stuck in the traffic. So wow. it's a lot better now.
1: Have you seen the evolution of traffic build since uh, since you started doing, like, since you started driving?
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah.
1: Like, we have a shop out in Riverside, and uh, when we first went out there, it took us, like, 35 minutes maybe to get there, like, maybe a half hour on a good day. Yeah. it takes us, like, at least 45 to an hour. Like, there's least. Just so many people driving nowadays. It's going to get worse. I'm sure you notice it, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, that, that's, I That's, you know, I drive for a living, so I, I know the traffic situation and a lot of idiots out there, man, but, you know, you just got to... Yeah. I always have enough distance in front of you.
1: Teach you to be patient, that's for sure.
2: Um, I'm working on
0: that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's, it's always a work in progress.
0: Knock on wood. I've really never had an accident. And yeah. I, and, oh, boy. You know, I, <laughs> this this I put, table is <laughs> made out of wood, so <laughs> we can do it. We better start knocking. <laughs> but, yeah, putting 50,000 miles, you know, 500,000 miles in a few years. yeah, Never had Jeez. an accident. You just got to, like yourself, yeah. watch out and be careful.
2: So do you, like, map out, um, like, what shop you're going to visit? I mean, like, how does that work? Like, as a rep, does, does you know, your boss tell you, hey, you know, you got to visit these shops? Or is it, like, basically, like, you, it's all on you?
0: Yes. Yeah, we make our own schedule. And uh, we go try to stick to those schedules as best as possible Mm -hmm. and visit the dealers on a regular basis so they know you're coming and uh, visit them on a regular basis, regular
1: time, regular weekday. Mm Mm-hmm. And do you ever stay somewhere? Like, if you're in, a, in an area, do you always go back to, like, home base? Like no, so when,
0: when I travel to San Diego, I usually stay in San Diego two days. So okay. I'll spend the night down there,
1: Yeah. you
0: know, go s- see my dealers on the way down, spend the night, and then visit all the rest of the dealers, and then come back the following night. That makes sense. So.
2: How, how big is your territory, like, dealer-wise, like, shop-wise? Do you, like?
0: I, have, I don't have the biggest territory. I have 28 dealers that I visit. Uh, 29 dealers that I visit, uh, but there are reps that have well over 50. Wow. Holy crap. Yes. That's a lot of people that to know, a too. That is a lot of people. So my old territory was Santa Clarita, Inland Empire, City of Las Vegas, Bishop, St. George, Utah, High Desert. That was a big territory. Wow. Yeah. With about 41 dealers in that territory. That's a lot of driving. That is, that's a lot of driving. So so now so Man.
2: now you now you're pretty much SoCal, right? So you're like, ah, it's a little
0: bit better, right? Yeah, you know, people still think it's a lot of driving, which it is, but not as much miles. But I'll tell you what, that San Diego traffic, hideous.
2: Oh yeah, uh, oh, debatable. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll
0: that's take, debatable. I'll take debatable. I'll take San Diego
2: traffic any day of the week versus LA traffic. I'll, I'll, I'll fight you on that one. <laughs> well, check it out. So uh, sometimes we work in San Diego. like not, You like, don't have to like battle this out, dude.
1: No, no, no. I know. It's not, <laughs> it's not a competition. It, it sucks it is, either way. It is. It's, we're racing here. <laughs>
2: no, uh, I, you know, like from Orange County to LA is about 40 miles, whatever it is, right? From, from here to San Diego is about 80 miles, roughly, right? Yeah. It takes me two hours to get there and two hours to get back home. When I'm in, at, working in LA, it takes me 40 miles. It takes me about three and a half hours to get from LA back to Orange County.
0: If it's you're like, deep in deep San Diego and you're you don't leave I'd, by two thirty, yeah, you're in big trouble.
2: The where I where I experience a pocket of, of traffic is like Oceanside, like right there yes. it gets heavy, and after that it's like you know then it's a breeze. Yeah, yeah. It's like all right, just get through that, and, and you know we're good to go. Yeah, yeah. but uh, I would rather go to San Diego. It's just it's a, it's a better drive for me, it,
0: and it is beautiful. <laughs> it's nice. It is beautiful. Yeah,
2: I like to work in in San Marcos area over there. It's yes. really nice. Yeah, yeah. So, um, what's your current bike right now?
0: Uh, so I've got a few, I, the, the bike I ride normally and just, you know, for my cross country riding is a rain, you know, people think it's a lot of travel, but that's my bike of choice because I do come kind of from a downhill background. Um, so I don't mind using that climbing. It climbs really well. Um, I do have an Anthem as my race cross country bike and I have, uh, a gravel bike, the Revolt. Yeah. So those are the three bikes that I have.
2: You get a lot of riding in during the week, or is it weekends?
0: Uh, I do get usually Thursday and Friday evenings. Try to go ride with my girlfriend those those evenings, and then on the weekends. Okay, so nice. and then I do a shop ride uh, <coughs> on Wednesday night and a shop ride on Tuesday night. So yeah, pretty much every day of the week. But the shop rides are pretty mellow, an hour, you know, very slow pace, more, more talking and having a good time.
2: Is that with uh, with Franzi?
0: I do do a a, a bike ride with franzi and fullerton and i do a ride with fuller um with bicycle warehouse in san diego okay yeah so nice,
1: nice. that's a lot of riding that's cool yeah yeah. it's, it's time on you know, the bike is always nice even if it's just chilling it, yeah absolutely mm-hmm. absolutely yeah so a gravel bike huh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's got a gravel bike now or whatever just, you want to call pick, it yeah it's, it's a gravel bike gravel dude. Bike. i
2: mean mainly on the road right now but I think that's going to help me lose the weight that I want to lose versus on the mountain bike.
0: Just because that segment's picking up, huge. It's crazy.
1: Well,
2: it's gravel bike, e-bikes is what's really sustaining the uh, the mountain bike industry because overall it's it's at a steady decline. You know, but uh, that's those those two segments and e-bikes.
0: Yes, or what's sustaining the. the I know we got haters on e-bikes, but I I have to tell you I rode an e-bike for last year because I wanted to experience it and be able to talk about it. Of course, twenty five hundred miles I put on an e bike, mountain bike last year, and uh, a it's lot. a it, yeah, it's a <laughs> and it, it's an amazing vehicle, really. Uh, um, I found it more of an exploring machine. You get to the top of the hill, uh, you look down, you're like ah, on a regular bike, I don't know if I want to go down there because I might have to climb back up. On an e bike, you're like nah, no problem, I'll climb back up. Mm-hmm. And people are like, oh, you're cheating. I found my max heart rate's between 182 185. Jeez, it's still still up there. Any time <laughs> I can get my heart rate to that max on an e bike, no problem. Wow! So I get just as much of a workout, and I found myself on the bike for three to four hours. So an extra hour and a half to two hours on the on the bike hmm. on the
1: saddle. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. So, you're doing a longer ride and you're getting more like exploration. Yeah. Dura- and, duration and, and distance. Yeah. So, like, you have to be, I mean, four hour ride, you have to be pretty, I don't know what the battery life is on, on those bikes, but I mean, you know I'm saying yeah, I'm it's one it,
0: charge, one charge over 5,000 feet of climbing, over 37 miles okay. and four hours. And that's being
1: conservative as you, far as. You the, have to
0: modulate between the power modes for sure. Yeah. You can't put it on full power. You'd be out in an hour and a half Yeah, mm-hmm. be done. Yeah. And I've only experienced running out of juice or battery one time, and it was a bitch.
1: Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> so with, I guess I'd I don't know have, if I could say that on air. But yeah, no, we're, yeah.
2: We're, not, we're not regulated by the FCC. We're good.
1: <laughs> so like with, uh, with those bikes, because um, I know there's different uh, styles of motors. I mean, we're kind of getting to the next part that I was going to talk about is just basically giant bikes. But um, e-bikes, I wanted to wait till the end, but we'll talk about it now. <laughs> um, the motor, or like the the crank motor situation you have on your on the giant bikes, is it where it, it decouples itself if the battery dies? Or yeah, you I'm don't. Assuming. There's no
0: drag. Okay. On the bike, um, it is a normal bike. You shut it off. It just happens to be fifty pounds, and of course the gear ratio is geared. With a motor with in mine. mind. <laughs> so uh, when your motor runs out, it's not the best climbing machine. Yeah. You know? Um, That's when you really get the workout in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pushing. Yeah, right. <laughs> you find a new max heart rate. Real yes. <laughs>
1: Where did that come from? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, so like right now with the e-bikes, you guys have the stance E and the trance E. Yep. Um, yeah. I'm assuming there's probably going to be like a 29er trance e bike too in the future. I I would love
0: to see that. I don't know, but I would love to see that. Sure.
1: What? How do you, as a rep for especially SoCal with our issues of trail access and whatnot, we're we're getting into this This because we're going deep. (laughs) How? How do you? What do you tell shops when you're saying, "Hey, I got these bikes. People are interested in them." Obviously, the shop—I'm sure the owners of, of the shops are saying, "Yeah, people want them." How do you hash that out? Where you say, "Okay." Totally, I'll sell it to you, but then they can't ride these trails. Like, do you feel like there's like a responsibility there? Not on your part, but like on well, a bike we, shop's part.
0: Like, it is, it, you know, you do have to educate the rider. Yeah. That's purchasing the bike. And you're always going to have that rider, even that's not on an e bike, that's going to be not liked by everybody. <laughs> <laughs> to a put, to a, put it a politely. D- a douchebag. <laughs> very very <laughs> political. Come on now. <laughs> no.
1: Yeah, it's... I mean, it's It's not even... I, I don't even think about the rider as much as just the perception that people that don't ride, they see the e-bike and it's automatically like, that's a motor. It's a motorcycle. Get off my trail. Like, you could be... A, like, Especially being a jerk on an e-bike is like the worst thing you can do. Yeah. But it's just we have such an issue so far with OC parks that to the point where now we can't have OC park races because the speed limit, the the speed limit was brought up again of of 10 miles an hour, which is, yeah. I mean, most of my rides now are like eight, nine mile an hour average for two, three hours. And it's like, okay, I'm obviously going over the speed limit, (laughs) but it's just e-bikes have caused this so far and it sucks, but it's like, how do we, I mean, I I still go to Oaks and I see e-bikes every time I go. Yes. there, There is people that, don't, don't care no it's just like you know it's, 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 it's like oh it's only me it's no big deal. it's like only I'm, they're not going to tell it's just me and that's that's the same mentality that'll get everybody on e-bikes when they get to that point.
0: you know it's uh, so I've ridden the e-bike last year I told you 2500 miles and I specific, specifically rode uh, the trail one trail multiple times so if I so I could see the usage that I was if was I tearing the trail up I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell that I've been – an e-bike's been on there six times in less than an hour.
1: Yeah, see, that that was a BS argument to begin with, I think, that whole trail usage and and just the the wear and tear. I guess if you're in, like, the turbo mode the whole time, I I can maybe see that with, like, the big rear tire. Like, a lot of these bikes have plus-size tires on the back, but – even then, I think it's just the speed aspect and the safety on, on the uphill. But yeah. it's, it goes both ways. I mean, we're going fast on regular mountain bikes, too.
0: So when I found riding uphill, my average speed you know, on a mountain bike would just cruising anywhere bef- between four miles an hour and six yeah. on a regular mountain bike. On the e-bike, I was between nine and 13 okay. on the uphill. So still almost under the speed limit, a little bit over. Yeah. Um, but it was extremely fun. And again, my heart rate was 182, uh, getting a full workout. And I was absolutely polite to everyone. Uh, Would come up just like a normal bike. I had a guy before Santiago Oaks, you know, made the declaration like no e-bikes are allowed. This was two years ago. I was in there riding around and I passed a group of guys, I think, four different times. And they finally caught me on the top of bumblebee or something up there and they're like oh you're on an e-bike and they and i passed them four times they had no idea i was on an e-bike they're like i could i don't understand why you're riding away from me you know <laughs> but i was so polite you know just like hey i'm on your, you know, pull up behind them ride it until i got to an open area and be like hey can i pass on your left and they're like yeah no problem and then <laughs> ride right away
1: i'll, I'll be 100 honest uh I hate when someone passes me on an e bike'm <laughs> Especially <laughs> yeah. when I'm like cross country gear, cross country yeah it's hey, the ego the it's e-bike a good ego. training partner it is well-
2: well you know what uh m- you know my my beef is <laughs> my beef is uh when you get people that really shouldn't be in certain areas because now that e bike gives you that power to to be it you know in certain trails where you're like, yeah maybe you're riding over your head now yeah. you know what i mean I and mean, those people that don't have that skill and the etiquette yeah. you know trail etiquette i mean we, we've been riding for a while so we we know what yeah. we need to do and you see a horse you know we stop doesn't Absolutely. matter if it, you know even the lady goes oh go come you know or whatever you know a rider's on you want to make sure i i you know even they give me the right away i said you know what go ahead yeah I, I got nowhere to go i'm just here having a good time and you know let them go by on their horse or whatever or hikers or whatever and you know a lot of people that are new to, to, to mountain biking now they have an e-bike they can go wherever they want to go allegedly right in their mind, but they don't have that trail etiquette, and sometimes they're riding over their head.
1: Yeah, that's an inter- interesting thing. I mean, I, I've definitely we've talked about it before, but I have thought about it recently too. Is that it, it is weird to see how many new riders are on e-bikes, and it's it doesn't. I guess it, it caters to a new rider because it's like it's an easy, you know, it's an easy not an out, but it's like it gets you right to where your buddies are at. But meanwhile, you're not you're not learning over those years. Like for me, when I first started riding in 2008 with my dad. It took us probably two, three years of like riding Fullerton Loop, doing like a six mile loop there. Like Mm -hmm. like we would just do like a short loop to the train tracks, whatever. Then we do the eight mile, then we do the eleven mile, the full loop. And then we went to Oaks one time and we're like, all right, we hear this is this a spot to to ride? And this is before even uh, the new trails were built, before uh, Gannal donated the money, whatever, to build the trail. So there was no coach whip, no nothing. So we went to the original Chutes and we got about halfway up Chutes and we're like, man, this is crazy. Like I couldn't even imagine going any further. I, rem-
2: I remember the, the the bees dude
1: yeah the bees were gnarly yeah there was <laughs> it, that, there, were, there, there were no <laughs> yeah. switchbacks it was I'm like yeah. smoked <laughs> all the way up there were spots there man where it was like you know making it up like was actually that was cool that, yeah. that was a challenge that was a goal right there dude just yeah. to make it absolutely yeah. <laughs> but that just I feel like that's it just sounds like I'm like the old man where no, it's like I you need to you know you need to start from square one like you have to be the grunt and work your way up kind of thing. But it's like there was a lot of learning over those years and also just bike familiarity and just respect along the way. And then you got to the point where it's like wow, now it feels like Oaks was like a a revelation. Like oh, I could finally get up there. But now you go there and there's guys. I, I was on the trail the other day and there was a guy with cargo shorts. <laughs> Like white New Balances with like ankle tube, socks. White tube socks? <laughs> no, just ankle <laughs> socks and like a t shirt and just like a $20 helmet. Or, and he was on like a specialized, whatever it was, a Levo, probably a demo bike. And it was just like his leg, the uh, seat was too low, whatever, but he's flying by me up the climb. He's mm-hmm. obviously in turbo mode. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, it's my ego coming in. I'm pissed. But I, I don't know. It's. But I, like what we talked about
0: right at the beginning is I think it's. Unfortunately, the shops really need to educate the rider of the e bike. Yeah. And, and not in just where to ride, but etiquette. Yeah. You know, have, have some etiquette when you pass people, don't throw it in their face.
1: Well, it should be told to everybody, yeah. not just e-bikes, if you want to go to that. Mm-hmm. And, like yeah, how, and yeah. how you say, like, they shouldn't be up there, they can't be up there. Like I don't know. I didn't, I didn't st- they shouldn't <laughs> be up there. When you, when you say shouldn't, to me, it's just like, I mean, you can't say that they I'm can't. I'm just saying,
2: you know, there's people that maybe they're riding over the heads, and, they, and in reality, they shouldn't be there because if something happens, like, then they don't really have the skill to come down some of these trails. Yeah. Like, what are you going to do? Like, I, don't, I don't know. You're going to plow somebody, dude. You know what I, I'm
0: saying? I crashed hard on my e-bike going uphill. <laughs> At Greer, going okay. up Greer, clipped a rock on my pedal stroke, how I broke my shoulder and squaw, landed in a pile of rocks. You gotta stop pedaling. <laughs> <Stop. laughs> That's the problem with e-bikes. If yes. you can paddle pedal everywhere, you yeah. Know? Yeah. And uh, wrap my cell phone around my hip, which actually saved my hip from breaking. But like I was out for two months. Jeez. Holy crap. Yeah, going uphill, crashing. Huh.
1: That sounds like an argument against e-bikes. Yeah, sorry, right? Ouch. <laughs> so Mark <laughs> let, me, let me ask you.
2: Um I mean obviously you you know I retract th- that. It's <laughs> it's on a corporate level but are these like manufacturers like like Giant, Specialized, Santa Cruz, what have you? Are they like lobbying to to work with the local, you know, agencies or or you know
0: what I mean? I think everyone every manufacturer is. I can't speak for everybody, but I know Giant specifically uh, in the Thousand Oaks area, gave e-bikes to all the rangers up there so they can experience and understand the bike. That's awesome. So, so yes. basically you're bribing
2: them. Got it. No, no, no. No. <laughs> no, no, no. There you go, guys. Why don't you try this out here? But
0: they, they could understand what the bike was all about and, and use it as an exploring tool mm-hmm. and to, to check out trails and the terrain and make sure the trails were safe, but understand the product as well.
2: Okay, yeah. that that's that's cool. I, I didn't even hear know about that. Yeah. So that's I mean that's good because now they're seeing like, it's not as bad as, but it's gonna take a while before you know they change laws. Sure.
1: Yeah, and that's the funny thing too to bring that up. So like they're 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 spreading awareness to the people that actually work in the parks. It's like, there, there's this thought at least what I found out through guys that have been going to these meetings like it was, whatever it was two months ago when they were meeting up in Aliso talking about trail usage and whatnot because there's a lot of cracking down on illegal trails. And they Oh, were saying, did you – is that what the Laguna meeting? Yeah, Laguna. I was there. Oh, you were there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, I talked to uh, – do you know uh, – um, is it Matt Kemp? Shimano? I think it's Matt Kemp. And then uh, I think Curly might have been one of them. But they were talking about how – you know, they had these people riding e-bikes, and like they think the rangers don't know what they're doing. The rangers know exactly what an e-bike is. Oh yeah, they know. Ex- like they're not stupid, and like they're. I mean, they're going to find you if they find if they, if they end up finding you on the trail, especially Laguna. I guess they're they're uh, cracking down on that kind of stuff. But it's it's interesting to see that Thousand Oaks is doing that because that that to me makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um. You know, because I feel like mountain bikers are so involved with the trail system versus any other user, I think it's it's key to do that. Well, mm-hmm. I think it'd be great to have all the rangers on e-bikes.
0: You know, because Makes a lot of sense. They're wearing a lot of equipment, you know, um, so it's going to help them get up the hills. Less and impact than the truck. L- absolutely. And they can get on some single track opposed to just fire roads with the truck mm-hmm. and get to where actual riders are and, you know, have some experience on the e-bike on trails yeah, and understand it.
1: Yeah, and, and for a while too, um, Southridge like the Fontana races. They had their uh, EMTs on e-bikes, yes. which made a lot of yeah. sense.
0: So Donnie is a really good friend of mine. I've okay. known Donnie Jackson for almost thirty years. Okay, and I raced Fontana forever. And a few years ago, when I had that e-bike, I was I raced in the expert downhill. And as you know, I don't know if you know, but on Sunday when you pre-ride the course. There's an hour line sometimes just mm-hmm. to get one run in before the mm-hmm. race. Yeah. So I took my e-bike up because I didn't want to wait in line. <laughs> and literally, I got seven runs in in 35 minutes. Wow, As awesome. people were walking the course, you know, they would only get about another 20 yards up. And here I come again, you know, on the <laughs> e-bike straight down and e- totally capable of uh, of the expert run mm. uh, cool. on the e-bike because those things handle really good. That's
1: what they say, especially yeah. in the air too. I've yeah. heard that they're really stable oh, in the air. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Can
2: can we uh, backtrack real quick and give us a little bit recap of what what the meeting what what transpired in that meeting where you guys had uh, the the Laguna.
1: Oh yeah, the Laguna meetup with the yeah.
2: you know Rangers
0: I was basically now. a fly on the wall. Yeah, okay. A... Yeah, so I just and I, it was there... like three hours long. Wasn't it was it? It? it was quite a quite a a long meeting. A lot of talking going on. And there was a little bit of e-bike discussion. It was mainly about illegal trail use yeah. okay. uh, is what it was about. Um, and that they were not happy and that they would shut down all the open space, that they had the authority to shut it down to even hikers if this continued. Really? Yep.
1: So then what – then? Don't they worry about job security? <laughs> yeah, I was like, don't, don't, don't we should. don't we pay their salaries? <laughs> no, this wasn't
0: the Rangers talking. This was oh. Laguna Open Space. Oh,
1: okay, okay. Yeah. Oh. Who owns that though? I don't know the is details. Is that a is that
2: like a nonprofit? Or, I mean, like
0: how does that work? Where yeah, I don't maybe know maybe the it's details. some private Laguna property
1: or something. Open space. So is that only pertaining to the north side of the one thirty three?
0: Unfortunately, I can't. You
1: don't know. Uh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that, that was a weird... I mean, obviously, I wish I would have gone to that so I can actually get an understanding of it. I mean, I've, I've heard people talk about it, but it's like I want to hear it straight from the, uh, the horse's mouth. Mm-hmm. But I, uh, The whole illegal trail usage thing, it's it's kind of a interesting thing because mountain biking has become so popular in the last, I would say, 5, 10 years. Yes. And it's just so many people on the trail. And I guess it goes back to the same thing with the e-bike because it's talking to people about trail etiquette. And you're not going to stop people from do, like riding unsanctioned trails or illegal trails it's just the responsibility aspect. And people aren't giving back to the park. It's the same thing. You park uh, away from a place where you're not paying for parking. So, like, no money's b- getting put into it. So, and that
0: was, that was brought up as far as giving back to the park and giving mm-hmm. back to the trails, uh, that they weren't getting enough people out there helping to keep the trails that were legal safe and out there doing trail work yeah. and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. Um, so that was, that was brought up as well.
1: Yeah. That's
2: well, pretty cool that John Curley really gets involved at Oaks, you know what I mean? And he's always getting, oh, I, get, I get the emails. Yeah. It's crucial.
1: Yeah. I mean, to that go could, out there and help. he he's sacrificed so much time or I should say donated either way, but like he's, he's, he's put so much time into that place and he's the only guy that had the initiative to do it. And, uh, actually went through with it and now he's got tons of people on that email list i'm on it as well Mm -hmm. and um if it wasn't for him i I would almost say that we'd have a hard time riding there i think it it wouldn't be nearly as fun and and developed and i also think that it just wouldn't be as accepted um, but then you
2: got got the other side of the coin where people think like it's too groomed like you know people want some of the rawness of the trail like there's
0: some pretty raw trails out there too Yeah, waterfall, hawk. I mean, those are.
1: Yeah, but then my my thing is is like when you once you start having berms on trails, I think if you limit that to like maybe one or two trails, but when it starts turning into every trail as a hiker or horse rider, you look at it's like okay, this isn't just a trail. It's like you see a big berm, you see like a you know it's
2: kind of like cactus, right?
1: Cactus is one of those trails that's never been, especially in the past five years or so. It's it's just been so blown out and just. It's tough. to Everybody's taking different lines. Yeah, yeah, but. It's a
0: it's a fun place to ride though i mean it, it's truly it. a little mountain bike park
1: oh yeah, yeah. It, it's definitely turned into that too yeah. for but sure.
0: i mean water like waterfall that there's no berms on that that is just Pure, that's true. Pure rock. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: But. Peralta's also a good one. I don't think a lot of people even ride that one too much. Yeah. Peralta's
1: fun. Yeah, yeah. That's fun, too. Waterfall is illegal. The top half. Oh, I see. I didn't the know that. Is the bottom half, the rockiest part, the most dangerous part of Waterfall is legal. Okay. So that, that you can actually ride that, but well. that, the part that drops down. I've never ridden that trail before. Okay. I don't know so what that I would Okay, so I be didn't like. say anything. <laughs> that wasn't me talking. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, that was another thing. They tried to block that off, and then they took the sign down eventually because people were just running into it. But uh, that was funny. Anyways, let's get back to Giant bikes. Um, I wanted to talk about the uh, the resurgence of 29-inch wheels in Giant. Yeah. So, obviously, you've been with Giant for a while. Um yeah. When they were all 27.5 or die, so nothing else.
0: everyone thinks that. But we always – so, we made the XTC 29er Hardtail. Uh, I don't remember exactly what year that was. Um, and then we made the Trans 29er and – and a few more 20 liners yeah. and then we went 275 heavy but we always stayed, we always had an Anthem 29er and always had an XTC
1: 29er. Yeah, but I remember seeing the advertisements in the magazines oh. where it's like 27.5 is the future. And Absolutely. They, and giant was getting like all yeah. the crap for it. Yeah, yeah. And then they brought up the the same thing with the hardtail and the full suspension. They were pushing the 27.5 for the their cross-country bikes. And it's just funny to see how they, they've gone back to like 29 being for their trail bike. And
0: Well, no, we, we offer both. We offer the 27.5 and the 29 now. But, I mean, I think there's an application for both bikes. True, yeah. You know, depending on your riding style, um, the size you are, and the trails that you ride. The 27.5 is awesome. Mm-hmm. And then the 29er is also, also a great bike, too. But I think it depends on the rider and the terrain they're riding.
1: Yeah, I just think it's – I mean, I think the demand was there. I think everybody started bringing out all these 29er, these Absol- short travel trail bikes. The,
0: the, the demand was there. And uh, – we were a little slow to get on the boat for the the 29er, but we our Trans 29er now
1: is awesome. Oh, it's a killer. It like I, is awesome. I, I still haven't ridden it. I mean, I, so I can't really talk from I'm going to have to get m- you one to ride. <laughs> I'm, I'm all for it. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I, I
2: enjoyed it. The, sh- the, the path, the, the head Oh, yeah. Demo. So, you,
1: so you rode the aluminum one. Yeah. 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 It was a fun so bike. It just like, what's the head angle? like 66 and a half. Yep. 130 travel, yep. front, 115 rear, I think. 115
0: rear, but, but everyone that I put on that bike and that. Doesn't know the rear travel, they'll come back to me and tell me it's a 130.
1: See, that's what I found interesting is that they they would label it the trance and be like a 115 and not a 140. So that makes me wonder what they're going to make in the future. Yeah, you never yeah. know. <laughs> da, 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 da. But no, that, that the the weight figures too. Like I, mean, I think the top end's like 28 pounds or so. Yeah. And it's a it's a ripper bike. I know Ta- Tawny and ok uh, at the path um the path podcast just got one too because obviously yeah. he likes it a lot too.
0: So. We had an event up at Sky Park this summer. For the I saw re- that. Le- release of that bike. That's awesome. And we, you know, that place is super fun to ride. still haven't been. Oh, you got to go. It's oh. it's really, really fun. That's cool. Uh, so I, I like, one day I put in, I think, 17 laps in there. So it's 4,000, about 4,000 feet of climbing. Holy crap. Oh, yeah. It's an all-day <laughs> thing, you know? 17 laps. That's <laughs> it's, an, awesome. it's an all-day thing, but that place is super fun. So we held our, our vent up there, and uh, the bike was just released, uh i've had dealers come up they're riding the bike they had no idea what the travel was and every one of them said it was a 130 bike that's the maestro system it's it just fully active plush it, yeah. it's super plush and you just just seems like the travel never ends
1: on that bike nice that's a perfect place for that that kind of bike too it's like the short travel pedals well and also shreds and oh yeah jumps yeah um The DVO suspension thing, though, like so, that's been a recent thing. How has that been accepted for giant bikes? Yeah, it's on the rain, and it's also on this bike. Yeah, it's
0: on it's on the bike that I ride. Okay. Yeah, I've got a DVO uh, D2 on the front and a a Topaz on the rear, and to be honest with you, I'm I'm a small compliance bump guy. You know, Mm -hmm. I love when a shock eats up small bumps. You know, and it just feels like butter, and it feels like butter. It's amazing, and then it hits. Big hits through the travel without a problem. Doesn't feel like it bottoms out. It's 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 been amazing, actually.
1: Nice. I've yeah. heard the guys are pretty cool there too. The DVO. Yeah. Super if, helpful.
0: Yep. Super helpful if you have a problem with the shock or want it rebuilt or anything like that. It's, and too. It. They're in Santa Clarita, so and they get that thing turned around within two days and right back to you. That's
1: awesome. Yeah.
2: That must have been a, a pretty big. You think you. I mean, personally, it was like a big gamble from to go from like a solid, Rock Shock or or a Fox to to DVO. I mean, you know, they have you know it's, Bryson and those guys have been in the industry for a long time. Yeah, yeah. But it's still relatively a new company to you know to kind of get into the mix and yeah, to go to a you, big production. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Can you keep up production? You know, yeah. while still supplying aftermarket applications
0: yeah it was definitely a risk i, I have nothing to do with that part yeah, of it. right and i really when when that happened i was i was surprised that they did that but very happy
1: yeah i was i was always kind of thinking about that it's like it's a pretty small company and like they were making these boutique fancy expensive forks and shocks and then all of a sudden they go straight to giant which is like one of the literally one of the biggest manufacturers and they're going to spec parts on these bikes mm-hmm. like they have to largest
0: manufacturer in the world yeah yeah
1: and huh. it's like, they have to spec that on their bikes? Like, that's that's a lot of product they got to push out. So it's yeah. that, pretty cool that they, they, they kind of went up to the task. I mean, hey, it, they, and they
0: stepped up the plate and were, were able to provide it. So
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. and I haven't heard anything bad about it. Yeah. That's for sure. I'm
2: sure there's people that are diehard Fox or diehard, you know, SRAM,
0: you know, RockShock.
1: Yeah, rock shock. yeah it's, so, just, it's just
0: like I, anything. I, you know, like, I... I I really enjoy all the four companies, Fox for certain reasons, RockShock because they're a little more small compliant bump, you know, what I like. Um, so when they came on, I was really interested to ride the product, and I was really, really surprised and very happy with the product.
1: Nice. And again,
0: I was super surprised because Giant in all is a pretty conservative company. Mm-hmm. Um, so when that happened, I was really surprised but very happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: When, when I demoed the bike from the shop, from PATH,
0: it was a good pedaling bike. My,
2: my only complaint for me personally I was... I don't want to hear it. No. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to hear it. Now. Fingers in his ears. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Me. Uh, For me, the, the rear of the bike still kind of felt flexible. I'm a big guy. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So that was the only... What do you going to say? Nothing. That's right. <laughs> what,
0: what, what, do you, what do you want me to say? When were you... What? What
1: bike did you ride and what it year was, was the it?
2: uh um last year the trance trans uh, 29, the, the new one, yeah, but oh, new okay. aluminum frame, okay, yeah, the, okay. The, the the path demo bike, okay, yeah.
1: But he's com- he's comparing the pivot 429 trail and, and the trance, and i and they're light. two different bikes, they're similar yeah. similar geometry, similar whatever travel, they're but, pretty close, but you're dealing with yeah, two different bikes, yeah,
2: that's only But the the um the anthem that was that thing was solid, I don't know, I don't so know why I, it felt I, different.
0: I'd, I'd like you to, you know, you rode the aluminum one, yeah, so I think a lot of what you felt maybe was in the wheel itself Okay. Um, maybe try the carbon wheel that we have. It's a really stiff wheel and you might feel the difference there. okay so
1: um, As far as the, hmm. the carbon models do you is it a carbon rear end? or is it, it is it
0: on the on, on, the... Tra- on the new trance 29er is a carbon <laughs> tip to tail uh, with a carbon upper link. And then the Anthem is also uh, the new Anthem 29er uh, is carbon tip to tail as well.
1: Do you Is there like an in-between model? like where the- Yeah,
0: we uh, not in the Trance. We don't offer uh, carbon front and aluminum rear. But in the Anthem, we offer uh, carbon front aluminum rear. Okay. Yeah.
2: That, that frame set from the Trance Advanced uh, Pro 29, that's a pretty sexy color for, colorway.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, Which,
1: uh, is, it, is it the giant blue? Or is, uh, which color yeah.
0: is it's almost like a pearl color, right? It's got a little bit yeah, of pearl in it, right? Yeah, it's got it's a pearl. So sometimes oh, yeah, you'll look them. at it and yeah. it's
1: blue. It, some, at one angle, it'll be totally purple. It's it's really cool. So what's the deal with these live colorways looking way better than giant colorways? I don't want to go there. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, uh, we, Giant stepped it up this year. They all, did. They our did. bikes I'll, look I'll, really good this yes, year. I'll give but, it a
0: Yeah, we've you know as sales rep, I think all of the sales rep you know uh, have asked if the the live girls could come over or live women could come over and maybe do the graphics and colors on <laughs> our bikes <laughs> yeah
1: like now that they stepped away from like the like the flowery kind of whatever then they started making some like mean looking bikes I'm like oh these, man these, these the, hail, looking, looking, the hail the hail from is
0: yeah I mean that's a great looking bike it's like mm-hmm.
1: with the Santa Cruz with their Juliana bikes. Like, I was just talking to a guy at the Path, and he was like, I almost considered getting a Juliana just because it looks nice. And it's like I was like the Stray guys were looking better than the Nomads. Yeah. It's like it's <laughs> no different, I mean, especially with, with, okay, so that would be the next topic, too. Like, with, with Santa Cruz, the Juliana is literally just spec differently as far as components. But when you look at a live bike.
0: It, there is different geometry, Different Head geometry. angle, seat angle, seat tube length, all that slightly different on a women's live
1: are, are the shock tunes different at all oh absolutely yeah
0: yeah rider weight is different
1: that's awesome that's 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 a huge yeah. that's a huge thing for yeah. sure yeah. do you sell do you sell a lot of those Do you think i mean is that is that a pretty popular thing
0: uh live is a huge brand for giant okay for sure
1: and do women tend to go to live or do you have women that kind of you know, absolutely they seek yeah. out live okay yeah cool i know some girls are like you know anti- Women's bikes because they feel like you know if if you're gonna call one unisex and one women's bike how come it's not like the man's bike and the woman's bike you know
0: it 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 doesn't fit everybody style yeah. there are plenty of women out there that could ride a man's bike but there are plenty of women that need a women's bike yeah
1: mm-hmm. especially the smaller riders yep, too absolutely like the low standover yep. And
2: I know Letty from the path you know she's all yeah. about the the live bikes because she's short yeah <laughs> she's had
1: she's had her uh, she's got the what the intrigue. Yeah, she
0: got the Intrigue Advanced Zero. Yeah, and her first ride on that bike, I think she did personal best times on every every trail that she rode.
1: That's awesome for
0: like the last five years, and that was her first ride on that bike, and she was getting.
1: Crap. Yeah. When did she get that? The last time I saw her, she was on the the older white one. I think it was like 2013. Uh, She got that about six or seven six months ago, maybe five months ago. Haven't seen her in a while. That's cool. Mm -hmm. Damn, she got the nice bike too, too. Oh yeah.
2: Baller bike that's cool um where do you see the trend going like you know in the future for bikes you,
0: oh well as a uh, like, like we discussed <laughs> I think you know e-bikes is is really uh, a whole new segment and um and gravel for sure uh mountains very very strong um, so I think that that's always going to be there
2: so you, you think it's going to be more of like a 50 50 e-bike Regular pedal bike for. You I know. think we're
0: going to see e-bikes even excel more than that. To be honest, so with, yeah. different
2: models, more models for for e-bike segment.
0: And we brought a, quite a few more models in now. Um, yeah. We've got an Intrigue, so women specific. And then an Embolden, f- right? Yep. Yeah. That's two models. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That we didn't even have last year. Right. Yeah.
1: I just have a hard time with that. In the future, if if it's really going to turn into all e-bikes, because I don't it.
0: think it will turn into all e-bikes. So I like. I rode an e-bike quite a bit last year, but I I had a huge desire to get back on my normal bike a lot. That's interesting. The e-bike was very fun. It's, you know, if you can afford two bikes, it's a great second bike to have. Uh, It's a great bike when you get off work, you've been working eight hours, it's five o'clock, you only got an hour to ride, and you want to... Do some downhill runs. You can get back up to the top fairly fairly quickly. Yeah. And, you know, maybe you're exhausted from work, and you're like, I really don't feel. then you look over at the e-bike, and you're like, you get a smile. You're like, ah, I could go have a lot of fun on that (laughs) e-bike.
1: Another thing, too, is, uh, like, these e-bikes where you can integrate lights, too, and night rides. And just the ease of that, not having to worry about, like, batteries and whatnot. Yeah. I just feel like that would be, like, the perfect night ride bike. You
0: can, uh, on our e-bikes, you can plug right into a 6-volt, can plug right into... Uh, you know, it's a little work to do it, but you can plug Adactors right into the battery. That.
1: Yeah, that's so cool. I mean, I, I, I just, I, I don't think it's one of those things. I'm, I'm gonna look back at this, and I might be kicking myself. I never really see myself getting an e bike while I'm young, especially. But I just feel like it's. There's arguments against. Yeah, it. I'm getting you an e bike. Probably. <laughs> 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 well, so I've been told. Oh, five years, you're gonna be on an e bike. I'm like, I don't know, man. I mean, not. It won't. It will never be my primary. Is what I tell Absolutely. myself. Absolutely. Yeah. But, um. The argument is all is always like, I, I want to be on a regular bike, no batteries, whatever. But it's like, oh well, you have you, know, you have uh, full suspension. You don't need full suspension. Oh, you got brakes. You don't need you don't need uh, those disc brakes. You don't need disc brakes. Like that's 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 making you faster. It's like the same argument with e-bikes. But to me, just putting the motor on it, it's a whole different type of sport. I think at that point, I know it's pedaling. I know it's I know it's the same. You're riding the same trails. I just feel like it's a different sport because you're dealing with someone that's literally human propelled versus battery and human propelled yeah
0: like like i said you you get a full workout with that that e-bike and it it all depends on how you want to ride it if you want to just go out for an hour full power mode sure you're not going to get the same workout but you know i come from also a cross country as well as downhill background so when i get on that thing and you know it makes you feel like you know Lance Armstrong yeah. climbing the hill. You're just <laughs> like, yeah, I'm I, I'm putting out 2,000 watts. <laughs> You're going up the hill, you know. Um, but it makes you pedal stronger. You yeah. know, it like gives you the the urge to pedal stronger
1: there is that sweet spot though of pedaling though like as far as uh, your your rpm's
0: yeah it was uh 2 years ago the rpm's was the sweet spot was very narrow it's like 70 to 80 it like was 85 there. to about 95 well, was for, it really that for fast? our first e-bike this year's e-bike 120 cadence holy crap oh yeah it's it's a spinning yeah. bike so you can start at 75 and you can spin all the way to 120 so what I found on the old e-bikes going through like a G out or something like that, you could really feel the motor, you know, take effect. But on the new ones with the 120 cadence, it's just
1: riding a normal bike. It's like seamless. Mm-hmm. That actually yeah. makes a lot of sense. I've never heard that before. Yeah. Um, where you can adjust like where, like the newer ones are, are starting to get adapted to that point. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Because I noticed that too. I, I, I've ridden the, um, whatever the first iteration of the, the Trance e-bike was. Yeah, Fully. E. This Is at the fully. E. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I I, thought I had the same kind of feeling where it just felt like the motor was on too if hard you, if you're even, even if in like you're in the middle a, setting. Yeah. If you're a high
0: cadence guy, that bike you it really affected you. Yeah. You know, I'm like I said before, I'm a tractor, so I'm a low cadence guy. So yeah. it really didn't affect me that much until I got to a G out and I needed that extra RPM and then I could feel it. But on the new ones, it's it like you said, seamless. Jordan, just just embrace it, man.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm sounding like a total <laughs> hater. Like, I, I'm sorry. I mean, I, no, know, no. I know, I know you're, you're you know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I didn't know we were going to this depth in uh, e-bikes. I'm like, <laughs> well, I, uh, <laughs> I mean, I, <laughs>
1: I'm not, I'm not lobbying against e-bikes. It's just, it's an interesting thing for me. I'm, I'm obviously young in the sport. I mean, there's people that have been in the sport for a long time, and I just feel, yeah, <laughs> I just feel like it's, it's, it's coming on so hard to, to, to the, the sport. That I just feel like it's almost coming on too hard for its own good, and we haven't figured out the the groundwork before that we it, it, the uh, the companies are seeing dollar signs like people want the e-bikes. It's fun. It's awesome for commuters. I think it's it's super oh, cool for commuters. Yeah. but I think it's just there there hasn't been groundwork laid before well, that these bikes have been put out. You know, so you know,
0: and so everyone out there knows, giants made e-bikes for almost twenty years. Yeah. 20 years uh, doing e-bikes. Commuter and style, like the commuter step-through style, frames. Yeah, absolutely, uh, in the U.S. But I don't know the exact numbers, but in the U.K. and over in Europe, I think e-bike sales are 60% yep. versus 40% of regular. Wow. And so we had that full E that we brought over two years ago or a year ago. And that has been in production for four years in the UK. So it's not like it's a new
1: bike at all. Hmm. Yeah, I heard uh, Common all say something about that, where it was about the same figures, 60% e-bike, 40% acoustic, as they call them now, acoustic (laughs) bikes. (laughs) What is that? (laughs) Acoustic (laughs) is a bike without a motor. Oh, uh, cool. I've seen uh, people on whatever Pink Bike Vital, they call regular bikes acoustic bikes, Wow, Mm -hmm. which makes me want to, Play a <laughs> guitar. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Europe's a funny market because they tend to they, – they held on to front derailleurs for a lot longer than America did, but then they accepted e-bikes like that. It was kind of a weird kind of thing. I don't know. Our, our culture doesn't really uh, cater to commuters, so I think that was why maybe Europe and especially Asia Absolutely. went went towards the commuter Because we It's because
2: we, we, lo- we love to drive, dude. We love to drive, but we also – Love mean, to drive.
1: We, we have – Bigger, or we have you know bigger towns or more uh, yeah. expanded, spread out, yeah. yeah, spread out um, versus especially Asia. Um, but yeah, it's I think the e bike um, commuter makes sense versus a car. Well, yeah, I mean, for out. some people, for
0: sure.
2: I'll tell you what, e bikes are going to be a part of it. Another fest next year I'm or this year.
1: I'm surprised you didn't buy an e buy a e bike e gravel bike. No. No, nope. Nope. I mean, <laughs> hey,
2: we got one. I need to lose weight, man. I, we I, I, I want to do it the the old, fa- the acoustic way.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, so I mean, okay. So Entonada Bike Fest, and also Illusion uh, Brews, especially Illusion Brews. So we're we're gonna be having e-bikes at Illusion Brews for people to ride, and I think that's the perfect spot um, to to do that. Obviously, because you're in a legal area, um, and also you could just, especially demos, you can get around the Illusion a half hour with e-bikes. It's oh, like the perfect spot no to demo problem. that kind of stuff. I
0: think I did it in 24 minutes.
1: Oh the, the lose God. really
0: yeah <laughs> whole <laughs> loop from cook's corner back around Dude, yeah.
1: well, in a fit time for me it's like like maybe 40 minutes on like a cross-country bike <laughs> holy crap yeah i
2: was, I was talking to, to blaze and, and his dad ron and and they they grabbed some uh some specialized uh bikes and they did, i think they did it in 35 minutes yeah. but they stopped and take pictures oh they're hanging pictures. out they were yeah, like oh they came like, back
0: they're like
1: yeah that was a fun ride oh, get Not out even here, tired. Right?
0: <laughs> that's that's insane so, i was tired because I, I You're pushed pushing it, it. yeah. At that it. point, that's yeah. that's that's a yeah. that's
1: a fast pace. You're going <laughs> at least 15 miles an hour up the hill. Yep. So with e-bikes, so um, I know that there, there's legislation for how fast an e-bike can be assisted up to in America versus Europe. I think Europe is is, is lower than ours, or so higher than ours. I don't, I don't know. know the exact for Europe, but I I know off road
0: um, in America, it's 20 miles an hour is where ours are, and no throttle.
1: It'll it'll max out at twenty miles an it hour. It max out at twenty. So assist. anything yeah. past
0: that shuts off. Then then you're on your own power. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, twenty miles an hour there, and then our road. So we have a roadie, and a quickie, which are our commuter, and uh, those are at twenty eight miles an hour for on for, you know, street riding.
1: That's moving.
0: That is moving. Yeah.
1: That is moving. Twenty miles an hour. All right. I I th- I, I want to say Europe is like. 18 kilometers an hour, or something like that, whatever that ends up being. I think it was like 12 miles an hour max. That was another thing that I I think that I'm surprised that they put it at 20 miles an hour. Yeah, that's Uh, that's pretty fast. uh, That is fast. So, how does it work on the downhill with these bikes? Like, so, like, when you're I I don't really recall too much because I wasn't pedaling on the downhill, but is the battery operated on on a downhill if you wanted it to? Uh, yeah, but it I mean,
0: it doesn't really come into play. No, um, yeah, you're I never turn it off, so descending. You know, I'll use maybe a a half a percent of battery descending, and like I said, the bike handles like no other. Yeah. They handle really good, but you you can use it when you get to a say a flat section of the downhill. Then you can pedal and it, it comes into play. But for the most part, it it you don't even feel it. It it uh, releases and acts just like a normal bike. Doesn't slow you down
1: at all. Okay, uh, like pedaling out of turns though, do you feel like the motor comes nope. on at all?
0: Yeah. Well, we have in our Yamaha motor, we have a what we call a sync drive, so there's four sensors in there that really senses the torque that you put into each pedal stroke, all the way around the pedal stroke, so it's a very natural feel. Interesting.
2: Why, why Yamaha and not Shimano? Because I think a lot of, there's a lot of people that, a lot of companies that use Shimano.
0: Yeah, I don't, uh, unfortunately, I don't know the okay. specifics behind why we chose Yamaha versus over shimano bros bosch, you bosch know, yeah mm-hmm. yeah all those i know that the sync drive that we put in is our own technology oh. that we add into the yamaha motor mm-hmm. Interesting. so yeah so if you were to buy say a high bike with a yamaha motor it's not going to feel the same as a giant with a yamaha motor because we have sync drive within our motor with mm-hmm. the torque sensors it
1: created a whole different segment of like engineering and whatnot so it's weird um I, well, so like with Yamaha, Yamaha makes sense because, well, there's rumor that Yamaha, they're making bikes. They are, they've already uh, shown hardtails, oh, like, yeah. basic hardtails with yep. e-bike motors. Mm. And there's rumor that they're going to basically have like an e-bike, like segment killer Full suspension bike because they they put they've they've been working on this stuff for like twenty years supposedly like e-bikes they've been
0: doing motors for quite some time I don't know yeah. I don't know the length but it, it's been a long time
1: they've been working on e-bike motors it's, it's always been a thought I think and then uh, it's now that it's it's been brought to you know light that everybody wants them and I think they, they've definitely been working on it so it'd be weird to see you know Yamaha come out with b- mountain bikes all of a sudden mm-hmm. but um, I didn't know you guys had Yamaha motors on there I guess I should have been better about that well, here, that's <laughs> what I'm here for <laughs> educating me. So, as far as uh, bike shops, wh- what are, what's the best seller right now Like for, for uh, bike shops? Uh, I'm assuming the Trance would be like the. Well, the uh,
0: Trance 2, which is an aluminum model, um, number one seller in the United States for crap. five years. Number one mountain bike over
1: any other brand, period. Wow. It's yeah. about 2,600 bucks around yep. there, Twenty hundred. Mm-hmm. yeah. 28. That's it always seems like the go-to when I was working at the shop that was definitely my my go-to for uh, whenever I even my my brother when he was talking about buying a bike I was like you look at this bike you're getting the same thing as the next bike that's 3500 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. It's We're, just it says yeah. giant whatever people have their own thoughts about it which is crappy but it's like you're it's an awesome bike. It it's is an awesome bike. bike. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But that was another thing I wanted to bring up as far as the name and whatnot. <laughs> oh No. I don't want to do that.
2: Do it, man. <laughs> don't do that to
1: me. Come on. <laughs> I'm, I'm currently trying to sell both of my bikes. I'm, I have a hard tail and a full suspension bike, um, one being a common and I bought it direct from them. I'm having a really hard time with, with resale uh, because you obviously buy it for direct-to-consumer, whatever. And we uh, started talking about, at the bike shop at least, I was talking to a guy about giant bikes and the resale value. And there's just a weird thing about Giant that it just doesn't seem to carry the weight in people's minds, even if it's an awesome bike. And it's just, I don't, So how do you combat that? It's it's
0: very hard. It's very hard. Uh, We are number one in every country except for the United States. We are the number one brand. When we came into the United States, we came into the United States with very low, uh, valued bikes like the iguana, we're talking four hundred dollar hardtails and mm-hmm. you know, entry level road bikes. And that's how we came into the United States. In every other market, we came as a number one brand already, you know, with Team Anse and high end carbon road and carbon mountain bikes. And that's how we came into the country already as a, a very valued brand where when we entered the United States, we were a lower-level brand, and I think that has stuck with us, unfortunately. Um, people don't understand the quality that we have. We're a very high-quality brand. We've been making carbon bikes since probably 1986, you know, one of the first carbon manufacturers. Um, there are many, many brands that are made under our roof.
1: Yeah, they make the use right. of your carbon fiber that you guys are weaving and everything.
0: Y- you know, when you... Y- when you're not a manufacturer, you want to go to the best. Yeah. And that's where they come, is to us.
1: Yeah, it's, it's so weird to me. It's like, so I guess that's a good prospect to think of. I maybe start it off small in that way. But to me, it might just be one of those things where it's, it's the American mentality of they want the boutique, they want the whatever is cool and trendy. And I, I guess it's it, anything with marketing, but there's just something that giant, I think they're they're kind of, coming through with their own right now, especially the Trans29 being like a progressive geometry bike, I feel like that, that might break them into the the, the segment that people will actually start looking at it yeah. seriously, which it sucks to even say that because it's like you offer carbon wheels at a decent price point, a light bike in general at a decent price point, and it shreds from what I've heard. Absolutely. And it's just that that hurdle that you have to get you know, past that person's mentality of, like, oh, it's a giant, it's not a Santa Cruz, or it's not We've a Pivot, or it's, like, it's not a Specialized. Even Specialized has is, is, is managed to, to deal with it pretty well.
0: We're but we're not known as a marketing company. We're, unfortunately, a bicycle manufacturing company. Yeah. And not a lot of dollars were put into marketing in the early years. More now, uh, but that's another thing what we have to fight, yeah. is that we were never a marketing company. We just made a lot of really good bikes and yeah. never told our story.
1: Yeah, and people overlook the, the warranty aspects mm. and customer service, too, and Giant was always mm. top-notch with that because it's such a well-funded company when it comes to that.
0: Yeah, we're probably number one in, in that situation of warranty. Any problems like that, if it's a true warranty, you're basically riding the bike within the week. Yeah. you know.
2: So regarding uh, wheels, I know Santa Cruz has a lifetime warranty under, under wheels. Is that something that Giants going to start getting into?
0: We don't offer a lifetime, but our new wheels are phenomenal. Um, they're basically a hookless, super strong wheel. Um, from what I've heard from, they gave the, the new wheels to the team last year to try to destroy, and they couldn't break one of them. Basically, like the Santa Cruz wheel, riding without a tire downstairs mm-hmm. and <laughs> nothing happening. Mm-hmm. That's the new Giant wheel.
2: Now, is that... I mean, is that going to compromise a little bit of the ride?
1: Because uh, it's so, so it's, stiff?
0: It's it's super stiff, but that's why I wanted you to ride a carbon wheel.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, so uh, credit to the Path podcast. Ock was talking about it on, on his new Trance that he just got. Um, he got the same model that Tony has with the DBO suspension and whatnot with the carbon wheels. Um, I think he said they're 100 grams or so lighter than the, the, com- the comparable... Reserve wheel mm-hmm. at twenty-seven mil internal. I think I think it might have been comparing to the thirty mil yeah, internal. ours, but they're, they're ours are thirty mil. They're thirty on on the Thir- thirty on the
0: inside, thirty-seven on the outside. Thirty-seven. He said thirty-seven.
1: He, he said twenty-seven. That's weird. Yeah. So thirty-seven. Yeah, thirty-seven. They're thirty. External.
0: Yeah, they're thirty on the inside. Thirty-seven externally. That's a, that's a thick sidewall. Uh, yep, yeah, it's three mils on each side. Three and a half mil on each side, almost. Wow. Yeah, and it's a hookless, which makes it extremely strong because it's, it's full con- modern yeah, it's, it's a continuous fiber there's no cut in the carbon so it's wove around the bead everything is all one piece mm-hmm. where previous years they were chopped at the
1: tip mm-hmm. which weakened it chopped at the tip and you have a, a yeah, narrow and, spot and, and, yes it's like a, exactly hookless is such a weird thing to me like i, I just feel like it it's kind of scary it doesn't make sense <laughs> <laughs> and it works like the idea of hookless you think you would need a hook to, to hold the tire but yeah
0: well, you look at cars. It's just that the, yeah. the tolerance is much tighter. Mm-hmm. You know, the tire manufacturer, yeah. especially Maxxis, worked with Giant um, to bring down their tolerance in the tire to make sure it was a tighter fitting on a hookless.
1: Interesting. They, they work with Maxxis. Yep.
0: Because mm-hmm.
1: hmm. I know tires can can vary in size and, and, and as far as fit goes. So that's that's good to know. Yeah. Maxxis might be the preferred way to go.
0: That's a great tire.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I like Max's for sure.
0: Huh. What else oh, you got, Lou? That's that's
2: that's a good podcast. I think so. Well, More
1: awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I was super nervous.
2: <laughs> what's uh? What's your takeaway? Like, what I mean, like, what can you give people advice to? You know, the stigma of e-bikes or
0: or like. What's just, your pitch? <laughs> yeah. What's your? I, yeah. I don't, I don't <laughs> have you, a pitch. Thank man. you, Jordan. I don't have a pitch. I, I just say go out and ride, have a good time. And, you know, and try an e-bike. If you're a hater, try, give it a try and just, you know, I, I'm not saying go buy one. Just go have a good time with one and understand it at least. Be educated. You know? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I don't have an e-bike right now. Rode one 20, 2,500 miles last year, but I don't have one right now. And I ride my rain all the time. That's what I put 4,000 miles at, or 4,000 feet of climbing at Sky Park on a rain mm-hmm. in one Jeez.
1: day. That's, that's a lot of pedaling for a rain. <laughs> <laughs> it is.
2: Yeah, uh, well, I know my friends at Over oh, That Fullerton Bike, I mean, he's he's all in with Giant, because, I mean, you go to his showroom, and it's oh, he's a awesome. be- beautiful showroom. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. He's like he's one of the like top 100 retailers, right, for Giant?
0: Yeah, oh, absolutely. Uh, so is The Path. So is The Path, yeah. So is The Path, and so is Two Wheels, One Planet, so is Pure Ride. They're all top 100s here
1: in, in Orange County. Yeah, it seems like SoCal sells a lot of bikes. <laughs> yeah, I
2: mean, so before before we end the podcast, so, I mean, like, money-wise, I mean, who's the biggest market for you, like, as a, as a, as a, as a or is it Orange County, San Diego,
0: LA, IE? Uh, it, it's not split up that way, but uh, Southern California is the big, biggest market for giant, for sure. Wow. Yeah. And that's all the way from San Luis Obispo, from San Francisco down, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, that's that's a big market for us for sure, especially for mountain bikes. Wow. Interesting.
1: All righty. All right. That was a good podcast. Um, for all the listeners, uh, give us a uh, like or follow on Instagram. We have Beyond the Bike Radio and then uh, Illusion Brews and Sonata Bike Fest. That's Check right. it out. Follow it Illusion Brews,
2: April 20th, 420.
1: We're putting updates. In, uh, By as the far way, as I,
2: Giant wants to be there. Oh, we got to talk about this off the air.
1: Dang. <laughs> Solution bridge <laughs> is going to be sweet. Um, thanks for listening, guys. Thank you, Mark Helms, for being on the, on Appreciate the it, podcast Appreciate it, Mark. that was awesome. Thank Good you, guys. You. Good Good talking about yeah. uh, bikes and whatnot. All yeah. right, guys. Talk to you soon. Signing off.